Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 115, Enduring Well. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Lori Krieg, and we are coming at you from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I am alongside my favorite licensed therapist and Argyle expert, my husband, Matt Krieg. Hello. Hey, Matt. And we have our producer and the most professional radio voice among us, producer Steve. Hi, guys. Hey, Steve. And today we are talking about enduring well, endurance, and man, do I need me some of this. (laughs) I am a pretty tough, decently relentless lady, but I'm in need of even more of God's grace to keep fighting the good fight and finishing the race. So who better to help us explore this conversation than the woman who wrote a book about this Christian race running, and her name is Trillia Newbell. Trillia, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And you know, it's so interesting that you mentioned Steve's voice because I had that same thought when I first heard him. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Like it is his day job. Literally, he does Christian radio work all the time. So thanks, Steve. There you go. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, But for those of you who do not know Trillia, besides the fact that she is a really kind uh, complimenter. She is the director of community outreach for ethics and religious liberty commission of the Southern Baptist convention. She's a frequent conference speaker and her writing has appeared in Christianity today, desiring God, the gospel coalition and more And her books include enjoy fear and faith united God's very good idea. And the one we're going to explore today is called sacred endurance, finding grace and strength for a lasting faith. Now, Chilia, this, again, is something that I know I desperately need just as we're getting the year rolling today. We've already mentioned off mic just how we're we're diving in and we need more of God's grace to keep going as well as seasons of rest. But before we really dive headlong into that race conversation about the race we're in with Christ I want to hear something about sports. <laughs> this is our question of the week from last week. My husband, Matt, is is getting all excited because there's times where I'm like, sports talk. Here's my one thing I can offer you this month about sports. Um, but the question of the week is really two of them. What is your favorite sport to watch and which is your favorite to play? Trillia, we'd love all to right. hear from you. Okay, so... I don't watch a lot of sports. I just, I just don't. But, and the one I do enjoy is probably a little unique. I love track and field. Oh yeah. I love watching track and field. Yeah. And so every, every summer Olympics, I'm, I'm glued to the TV. I also like the Tour de France. I love watching cycling, which is hilarious because all they're doing is just riding (laughs) a bike, but it is what the, the, talking about endurance that it takes to road cycle is amazing. So um, what Mm -hmm. I like, I enjoy running to some degree. I enjoy lifting to some degree and I enjoy road cycling. So those are the three, which makes sense for why I'd like watching what I'd like to watch. Oh man. And I know from your book that uh, track and field is, well, at least was your jam in high school and it's a metaphor throughout the book. It was my jam. It's no longer my jam only because I'm slow. <laughs> That's what happens with age, I guess. Oh, man. Steve, how about you? 
Uh, yeah, I really appreciated this comment. Hello, my name is Michelle Elliott, and I live in Bellevue, Washington. My favorite sport to watch is baseball. Go Mariners! Hubby will watch it a bit with me, but after a while finds it boring. Honestly, don't blame him. And uh, as a teenager, I enjoyed playing soccer, and now I'm enjoying karate at 36 years old. I also just received my orange belt. I have found this particular sport to be strenuous but very fun. I have found that my dojo has become like family to myself and hubby. So, and I related to the soccer part of that because that was what I played as a young person. Um, and now I think if I had to do a sport now and you didn't have to worry about the expense of it, I would just say repelling. Because oh. that was that was the only sport I thought of that I have done recently, and I said, "Oh, I want more of that." Ah. Um. So that was fun. I like watching football on TV. Yeah. Yeah. But I would never play it. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, I really loved this comment from Monica. She said, "Since ESPN is like a fourth marriage partner, I pretty much watch everything except NASCAR. Is the paint dry yet?" <laughs> Playing. <laughs> Volleyball, soccer, and recreational skiing. Um, and, and that's just my heart towards sports is, is one of, I really enjoy watching most, most all sports, but hockey is far and away my favorite. Um, give most of my sporting time to that. And then playing would be probably the same. I really, really miss playing hockey. Mm. I appreciated this from Eli. To watch, he said, volleyball. To play, my couch. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I chose him. Uh, but to watch, I I like actually watching baseball games. It's just so nostalgic and good old-fashioned. I don't know. It's just fun to go there. I don't want to watch it on TV. To play would be ultimate frisbee or running. I run a lot. Okay, Trillia. Speaking of running, let's talk about this endurance race that is the theme of this book. Um, and as we're diving in there, we actually, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day. And so we ask every guest this set of questions. If the gospel is, I am more loved than I can imagine and yet more sinful than I believe, when was the gospel first good news for you and how is it still? Um, it was first good news to me when I was 22, when I first believed it. Um, mm. I did not become a Christian until I was 22. At 19, I was um, a friend shared the gospel with me. Well, she wasn't a friend at the time. <laughs> it's a long, longer story, but but she became a friend. And it took two broken engagements and just humbling myself before the Lord. Well, God humbled me in many ways. Yeah. And I came to a church and. Um, I remember singing the song, Rock of Ages, Wash Me Savior or I'll Die. And I knew right then I was spiritually dead mm -hmm. and I needed life and God would provide it. And he did. Jesus um, met me in my need and I gave my life to him and it was transformed. <laughs> I mean, completely. It's actually hilarious just given my background that I'm on this podcast in mm -hmm. so many ways. Mm -hmm. And so God transformed my heart, my mind, my motives, my desires. And how do I, how does it continue to impact, I guess, you? Well, every day is lived by grace. And so unmerited favor that, um, and so every, everything, every, every moment that I am um, experiencing God is, is a moment that 
was given to me by him. So the gospel, it, it permeates every bit of my living and being, but how I remind myself of that is, um, like a day like today, today wasn't in this awesome, sunshiny, glorious day. It was a day where I, I had to remind myself that with, when I am confused or sorrowful or discouraged, that I can run to a throne of grace and receive mercy and help in my time of need. Well, why can I receive that mercy and help? Because Jesus died. He bore the wrath that I deserve and he's interceding now for me. And so that's why I can approach that throne of grace. And so that is the gospel lived out um, every day. We have to go. And then, and so I preach that to myself as I'm, um, walking because it, I I need Jesus now. I needed yeah. Jesus then. I need Jesus now, and I will need him for eternity. Mm-hmm. Mm. So with that eternity trajectory, and you talk about that in this book on sacred endurance. But but why this book now? Like what what prompted you to say, oh, I need this because I know it always filters through the author first. But but why why do we the church need this? Well, we're all enduring whether we know it or not. So we're all running a race and we all have a finish line ahead of us. Mm. For some, I think right now, especially for those of us who are kind of getting in that middle age range. Mm. I am seeing people who are renouncing their faith, leaving the faith. Um, People whose lives are falling apart. Maybe their marriages are falling apart, who are getting sick, cancer, various other sicknesses. This kind of age range in particular, I think is I, we see um, a deep need for reminding ourselves of the gospel that you just mentioned, but also that we need, we, we are in need of enduring. Yeah. And, but so I'm, I'm, I want us to be thinking about that before we get to that moment of desperation, Mm. preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts. Okay. This, the Christian life, it's not what it, I guess, how can I say it? Trials are coming trials. We are going to endure trials and suffering, but also just the mundane ordinary it's the Christian life isn't glamorous. So Mm -hmm. I think we've kind of sometimes bought into this American dream, idealized faith as well. So, so there's a lot that we need to be thinking about in order to keep running, keep running this race to finish, to finish well. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we need, we need the Lord. And so I wrote the book as someone who is enduring, someone who's in her race, not from the perspective of someone who's finished, because I haven't. Hmm. So finish, you know, finish line. This maybe is just a too obvious question, but where are we running toward? Like to death, to heaven, to where are we running? All of the above. (laughs) So to get to heaven, we got to die first. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that that that's a, that's before us. Every single person yep. who lives dies, except for Enoch. He, he just was taken. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but sorry, a little Bible trivia there. But yeah. but most of us die, yeah. and and so we we will see 
we will we will finish our our race. There is a finish line, and we will either do a leap or we'll collapse. But however we get there, we're getting there. And yes, we have heaven um, to look forward to. There will be a day where all of our sorrows are washed washed away, where we will see Jesus face to face, and we'll be worshiping Him, where we will in delight and enjoy and there will be joy forevermore yeah. um but we got to get there and so yes there is that day that is coming hmm. all right and as i don't know as you're talking just about that kind of eternal perspective too it, it just kind of reminds me of, of of psalm 16 um which is actually one that i it made me want to like throw my bible across the room a few weeks ago because I wasn't in this place of like, Oh, enjoying eternity. I was in the midst of a struggle and it's like the Psalm where David is talking about, you know, what a wonderful inheritance I have. The land you have given me is a pleasant land, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, come on, shut up, David. That That is not my situation. But then at the very end of it, at the place that like stayed my hand, made me not throw the Bible across the room was, was <laughs> verse 11. And it says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. And it's that, that just eternal perspective, like the reason that we can endure the suffering now, the reason that we can do all the hard, the even the mundane hard, is is because of, yeah, that eternal perspective. And, and so... Yeah, just, and even at the beginning of that psalm, he's like, he's begging God to preserve him, right? Hmm. To keep him. And it's Psalm 16, is that right? Yeah, yep. Is that the one you were... Yeah, so... So there's something about the Psalms in particular, I think that are great for this topic of enduring, mm -hmm. even though I didn't go through the Psalms. Hebrews is obviously yeah. the, the, mm -hmm. the book, but the Psalms are, you, you read them and you see there's, there's a cry out for the Lord. There's a lament and it's blunt and honest. And there's a reminder of who God is and that God's going to keep, he's a keeping God. And then there's praise generally. And so it's such an honest um, look at what, what the Christian life looks like. And, and so I'm so grateful for the Psalms for that reason. Hmm. So Hebrews 11, which you just referred to and you unpack, you, you talk about the great cloud of witnesses and it's so Oh, man, I love thinking about that idea. You know, just I'm, I'm in my own version of a hard gig, which everyone around the circle has one. You do, too, with this conversation that we're in, holding to the historical biblical view and of sexuality and marriage and then engaging the church. Like, it's not easy. Uh, but I, I love thinking that I'm not alone. Like, not only do I have my team, not only do I have the Holy Spirit, there's this great cloud of witnesses how does that encourage you, Trulia? Yeah. First of all, I have a Bible study, which is not. Um, so it's it's I'm writing it right now hmm. on Hebrews 11. Oh, snap. And when you um, which I'm really excited about. But yeah. when you dive deep into the people there, hmm. you start to see crazy, imperfect people who mm -hmm. God calls faithful. Wow. And it is a blessing to, to look back at the faith, at how God sustained um, the various pe people, characters in the Bible and how um, the Lord called them faithful. Even with, there were great sinners in this list of 
cloud of witnesses. Great people who who fell and got back up. So it wasn't a falling and staying down, but it was a falling and repenting. Mm. And so for me, when I look at the cloud of witnesses, I see, oh, Lord, you are gracious. Mm. You are so good and you will keep, you will finish the good work you began. That's your promise. And we can see it so clearly in all the broken people (laughs) that you have recorded for us and you've decided to call them the the hall of fame like these are the faithful and it's like a bunch of wretched people (laughs) so for me in particular that's what builds my faith i think a little bit more is to know that god isn't calling perfect people he would he would just never find any because that's why jesus died right yeah he's calling people like me and you and your whole team and People like um, David and and Rahab and and Sarah and Abraham and you know these are these are who he's called and he's called us and in the end we'll be able to be called faithful because of Jesus and so um, that's I think also one of the reasons why I'm grateful and to know that they've gone before me. Mm. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's technically in Hebrews 11, and this is the New Living, so it doesn't say cloud of witnesses, but this says Hebrews 12, 1, therefore, since we are surrounded, and the therefore is referring to all those gorgeous characters that Trillia was just talking about, these failure redeemed people, you know, who balanced it up. But it says, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let's run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Now, Trulia, throughout this book, you refer to every once in a while to this wrestling with legalism because people could be listening to our conversation right now. And it could be like, well, for example, this morning I was at the gym and I heard a conversation between two women and I, I don't know what it was, but some of it is this one woman was in pain and the other one just kept, it sounded like saying Christian platitudes, like, well, we can't understand God. We just got to keep going, got to keep going. And the other girl, I it sounded like she was feeling really unheard and frustrated. Mm-hmm. So that it kind of echoes that that moment. And again, I don't know what exactly what was going on. It felt like legalism, like just, you know, nose down, keep going, be good, do, do, do good. How is this endurance not that? Yeah, so <laughs> I, without hearing the conversation with yeah, a friend, right. it almost sounds like Job's friends to me. Yeah. Like she wasn't, <laughs> like she was trying to help, but just mm. not doing the right thing. Right Council, right, right, right. but um, for legalists, we we if you're struggle with legalism, you're going to be struggling with trying to earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. So that's what legalism really is. It's you're you're trying to do good. You're trying to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, but not because there you love Jesus and because you um, are compelled by him and you just want to honor him it's because you feel like it the only way to approach god is to do these good things you feel like in order to earn your salvation this is what you have to do so that is sometimes i think why people give up on the christian faith because they they are working real hard and 
they 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 are still life still stinks sometimes you know? yeah. and they're like well wait a minute i've been doing all these good works where's my where's my reward lord what what's what's in it for me and then they grow tired and they grow weary because they've been trying to earn god's favor what god weren't you aren't you going to give me something for this mm. and um but that's that's tiring and so that's why i believe jesus says come to me all you are who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you rest mm. well the rest is him he's saying i'm going to give you myself you i have my yoke is easy my burden is light you do not need to earn your favor i i've earned it for you so how we do that is really, I think, um, by reminding ourselves that Jesus died for us, we are imperfect. We want to, we want to do good works, but it's not, it's not so that we can earn God's favor that's already earned for us. It's because we love him and we want to, to honor him and we want to obey him, but it's, it's because he's what he's already done. So we work, we do the good work because of what he's already done for us. And because mm. we, we are ambassadors to Jesus and he's worth it, <laughs> mm. but, but he's already done it, done the, the work. Yeah. We're already pleased. I mean, goodness, it's Zephaniah. Zephaniah I think it says that God esteems over us. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So, so that's, that's where I think we, we get it twisted and, um, and it's tiring. Mm. I know for me, I can get it twisted even in being in ministry, in a hard ministry. So again, a not straight woman who is engaging the church, holding to the biblical historical view of marriage and sexuality. And I can kind of pound on God's chest and say, why don't people like change? Why isn't the church where I want it to be? Like I can get frustrated. My endurance can be focused on the rewards now. And it gets blurry because the rewards aren't like money. The rewards are like, they seem really justifiable. Like, come on, like, let's love people well. Let's engage grace and truth well, God. Um, But that's still me not loving God for God. That's still not me knowing I don't have to like the perfectionism or earning it. Like I don't, I can just rest in him. I can sit in love with him and, and keep going because I know he loves me and still be obedient because I'm called to be obedient. How, how can you relate to that? I guess just how ministry, um, can kind of make it blurrier. Like it feels like the the rewards and how should we should see them? You know, it almost feels like we're praying into God's kingdom. Like how do you wrestle with that piece? Yeah. So first of all, I, I look forward to learning more about your ministry because I'm not aware of it, but Mm. I could see how when you're, I I am aware of evangelism. And so when you're evangelizing, you may not see the fruit of your labor ever. Mm. Mm. You, you just plant that seed. And so one of the things that has helped me um, is to remind myself that I'm not God mm. and only God can save because that's my, my um, part of my ministry is evangelism. I share yeah. the gospel and, and I'll, I'll share the gospel with crowds of people that I will never know whether or not any of it bore any fruit whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And so I have to trust the Lord. <laughs> okay, mm. Lord. 
and it's funny, even with speaking, when I'm not, I'm always trying to share, I share the gospel, assuming that someone in the audience doesn't know Jesus. Mm. But even when I'm just teaching, all, it's rare that I realize that I know that it was effective or that someone was blessed by it at all. Mm. So I am, I, I will leave and I have had to preach the truth. Okay, Lord, you have given me a work to do for your glory and for the good of others. And I have to entrust it to you. Like mm. I would entrust someone's salvation to you. I have to entrust it to you. And um, I was a, a, a book that's not sacred endurance that has been such a blessing to me is Tim Keller's. He's got this little bitty book called the freedom of self forgetfulness. Mm. Oh yeah. We love it around here. Uh, yeah. So it's so helpful. It's, it's two minutes long, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. which is also so helpful. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a short book with quick, just truth. And so what's helped me is to remember, I don't have to think less of myself. I need to think about myself less. Yeah. And when I do that, I'm able to endure in ministry. I'm able to to do the work of ministry without this, like, trying to earn God's favor or hoping for to see the fruit. I, I really believe in my heart of hearts that there, there will be lots of fruit that I won't see until mm. I'm with Jesus. Yep. I, I trust that God's going to use his word. I believe he's going to he because he's just doesn't waste stuff. And I just believe he's going to use it. Yep. I just don't, I don't know that I'll, I will see it. Mm. And I don't know. I just, I believe it. I believe it. I guess God has just given me faith to believe. Mm, I love it. And it seems like legalism or this pressure to perform or like see results now, as opposed to just putting all our eggs in the future eternity basket and just being obedient today. It's like running the race with a weighted suitcase. So doing a, a track meet while holding on to too much. But when we just put the results in God's hand, it it lets us run faster and freer. Yes, it actually, it reminds me of Hebrews 12. Um, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, which you already read, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which Mm. clings so closely to us, (laughs) and let us run with endurance the race set before us. it It is a heavy burden to try to earn God's favor mm. or to be uh, doing things and hoping for and looking for results, especially in ministry. Yeah. Um, or even in our own lives. I think sometimes we can, when we're sanctification, growing in godliness is a process. Mm-hmm. We've heard that. So we can be kind of, um, I don't want to use this silly cliche hard on ourselves, but there is a, a sense that even when we don't see progress in our own lives, that we can begin to um, get discouraged. And I, I think some mm-hmm. people will give up if they aren't trusting the Lord for every step of faith that they take in that right direction, mm-hmm. which is the goal. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Going in the right direction. That's, so, yeah. um, so asking and repenting, you know, that is, that's a grace. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. So, so we do, we need to put off these weights and the things that cling to us 
in order to run well. Trillia, you talk not only about running the race, you talk about like race, racial reconciliation and the exhausting, necessary conversation that it is. How, how are you doing in that conversation? Yeah. So some, some days, great. Some days weary. Yeah. It all depends. I, I am most of the time very hopeful because I know the end, right? Mm. We know that every tribe, tongue and nation will be worshiping together. That's our end. Yeah. I know, I know that so deep it's deep in me that, that it gives me hope to keep having these conversations. Mm. Um, but there are times when it can be tiring and yeah. I can grow weary. And so I have to remind myself of the truth of the gospel. I have to remind myself that God is so patient. I, I need to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> like I, everyone is in a different place and, and he's been patient with me. So I'm going to love. And part of that loving my neighbor is through patience and, and, um, and learning to, um, extend a whole lot of grace for people. So, so those are things that I have to, to learn and do and continue to grow in, but God has given me a lot of grace to extend that. And, um, and so, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm, I, I will say, I love talking to kids about it and I love Mm -hmm. talking to my kids. Mm -hmm. They are just so excited about other cultures and, and nations and, Mm -hmm. and, there is something so sweet about a child and their curiosity yeah. that um, that it's just a joy. I have a kid's book called God's Very Good Idea, Ooh. and it, it's a joy to get pictures of kids learning and, and uh, growing in, in their knowledge of the Imago Dei. Um, isn't quite written like that in, yeah. <laughs> in the book. But so, yeah, so it all depends on the day. And, um, but I love it. I love, I, I love talking to kids and, and I enjoy talking about it in general because I know that in the end we have to endure now yeah. and it's hard, but we, we have an end and, and racism will end. Yep. Injustice will end. Mm. This division will end. Amen. And that cosmic reality of the wall of hostility being abolished in Jesus Christ. It will be the old, it will be realized. It will be the reality that we will experience for eternity. Amen. Mm-hmm. Trulia, help us land the plane here. I'm going to quote your friend, Andrew, who's a runner and went through a lot of suffering. And he said, yeah. with, when you're running, you have to deal with pain. It's not that endurance runners decrease their pain. They learn to deal with it and grapple with it. And I, I sensed the same like, ah, in you and your book that I don't see that same grittiness. And maybe you don't either in our world today. Like you said, we're quick to push the exit button. We're quick to grab something else to run away from this endurance challenge. So what is a step no pun intended with the whole race you know, <laughs> running, but what that, I'm totally intended. <laughs> yeah, it completely, hundred percent intended. Uh, <laughs> what's a step we can take today to get gritty and to run with that type of endurance that knows there's pain, but knows it's worth it. You know, my answer is going to maybe surprise you mm. and it's going to be getting on your knees yeah. before the Lord 
and seeing that you actually need him. Mm. Pray and ask God for help. I think part of the reason we're not gritty is because we're trying to do it ourselves. Yeah. And so we give up or we try to find that exit or that soothing thing, (laughs) whatever it is that we're soothing ourselves with. But what we need to do, we need to learn to humble ourselves and cry out and get on the floor. And that shows more grit than if we muscled our way through it. It shows a desperation that so, so many times we won't do. So I say the first step is acknowledging your need for God, mm-hmm. acknowledging your need to endure through Jesus. The second thing I would say, which again, isn't like this heavy lifting thing is open your Bible. Yeah. Learn about God. We can't Mm -hmm. endure as Christians if we don't know the one who sustains us. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge, encourage, um, admonish, um, whatever you want to say, to read, read God's word and learn what it says in it about God. And here's the good news. We will never exhaust learning about the Lord Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have a PhD to, to read it. So you can, if you are not a Bible reader, you can just start reading and learning and growing. God will meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think sometimes some people think we have to have a whole bunch of Bible knowledge before we can even read, which is just not true. So, mm-hmm. so we got to start somewhere. And so I would encourage people to read their Bibles. Um, there's, so if you start with those two things, all the other things that there's, that you can do, um, will kind of come from there. Like you'll learn about fasting if you read the Bible and you'll see that Jesus walked, he, um, he drew away, he, he, Jesus would withdraw. And so we, you might understand what, what it means to have a Sabbath and rest, or you might understand what, so But I do really think prayer and Bible reading are such a good first steps for learning Ephesians 6, putting on the full armor of God and Mm. learning to go into battle, go into battle to endure with the right tools. Mm. Man, thank you for exhorting us today, Trillia. I so appreciate your hopeful heart. I think that's something that is really missing uh, and really hope Mm. comes in the midst of crucibles of suffering, but in the crucible of suffering, looking up like that is, isn't it right? Isn't that the verse like endurance? It produces perseverance and perseverance, hope. That's what I hear in you. So thank you for that gift to the church. Thank you guys. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh man, guys, you got to go get Trillia's new book. It is called Sacred Endurance, Finding Grace and Strength for Lasting Faith. We will link to that book as well as her site and her social media so you guys can find all of her goodness and because of God through her goodness. Uh, but her book, God's Very Good Idea, I'm going to go and get that right now because that's something she said for kids and that kids would appreciate. So I'm just going to get it because I trust her and that sounds great. Um, and, and we need more of... <laughs> the very good idea of God for this racial reconciliation more and more. And guys, if you are interested in something that we wrote, uh, we wrote a study and this is really a discipleship study to walk alongside yourself with the Holy spirit or alongside a friend. If you have broken sexuality and killed everyone, uh, or you're wondering how to walk alongside specifically your LGBT friends, 
um, at whatever level, if it's just to understand their heart a little bit better, if they're really asking, will you walk with me? So walk arm in arm, not patronizingly, but next to people. We have a study for you and it's called Journey Well. Discover your true needs and how to meet them. And so we'd love for you guys to find that. That's on lauricreek.com. But we also have a question of the week for next week, which is, what's your favorite verse right now? We read a few today on Hebrews 11 and 12. I just would love to know what piece of the living word of God is standing out to you. Um, I just, I, I need more of it in my life. Man, guys, uh, so grateful for you. Thanks for joining this conversation and just being a part of the podcast family. We get uh, letters from you guys pretty often and they just mean so much. We are doing this for you and for it to exhort this podcast ministry. What? That's weird. But that it's exhorting you all to keep running that good race toward the finish line, which really, you know, it's cliche. It's not a period. It's a I don't know, an ellipses, a dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Uh, But we are so excited and so grateful to be running the race with you. So for all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we will see you next week.